fighting tyranny. You're listening to Knights of the Storm. Hey, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Knights of the Storm. Uh, I'm Jason Barker, of course, and uh, we got Angus Mustang. And today is what? Saturday, October 21st, 2023. Today we're going to be talking about, uh, I want to get into the little bit more, the, the New York bill going after 3D printers now. A uh, really good thing I've been writing up on ghost guns and stuff like that. And I kind of predicted they would go after 3D printers. And I think what's coming next is uh, milling machines and CNCs. I have proof positive on that. We will talk about that. Also, uh, background, oh, sorry, the, what is it? Uh, Eric Peters wrote a great article. He wrote a great article on EVs and how when it comes to reality, it's not going to work. So we're going to talk about that. I got some other stuff. Uh, what do you got, Angus? What do you got on the plate for today? Um, I'm just going to ride with the EV thing, so to speak. You know, take a ride along. And I found a couple of other articles that, you know, how it's not working. It's just not working. for him. The only person that's working for is Elon Musk. I'll just put it that way. He's the only yeah, biggest money. grifter ever. Um, but uh, yeah, the EV thing is not going to work for your household. You will have to replace your entire walls and everything after you rewire everything to make it work for an average American household, which shows us they don't want us to have a car. But we'll get into that later. Um, first thing I want to do, though, a little, little different this week, we're going to jump into the announcements and get them knocked out. A lot of stuff going on here in the, in the next couple weeks. So first off, AT, Angry Tiger, he did a really great show with one of the Ron Paul affiliates last night, had a, an interview. Um, you check him out, but he's moving his show. Uh, this is the not the regular show he does on Wednesdays, but the Friday show, the what is the financial wrap-up that he does yeah. every week. Uh, he's moving it to Sundays at 8 p.m. So that time slot kind of opened up, and it's a little bit better for him. So he's going to move it to that. It's a little less stressful. Hopefully, we're going to see him uh, more in the Knights of the Storm here because he's kind of been burned his candle at five ends because Tiger has like a, a ninja star candle with like five wicks on it that is just out there. And he's been burning it, burning it down lately, just trying to um, take care of business. So hopefully, this will give him the ability to chill out a little bit, come hang out with us some more, and uh, take a break, you know, because this stuff gets it, it kind of weighs on you. Also, we have a special interview. I want to let you talk about that. What's the special interview today as an encore presentation? Talk about that, Angry uh, Angus. Angry Angus. Um, Angry later Angus. today, we're going to be doing an interview with Chris Matthews of Forbidden Knowledge News, who I, I've been on his show. He's been on mine. And also, along with us, will be uh, Tom Cooper will be joining us for that. So that'll be 1 p.m. Eastern time today. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, then another announcement next week, we're doing the one year anniversary show. That's right, folks. We made it a year. We're still here on the air. Uh, yes, we got kicked off YouTube. Um, it's not sorry, a year well, yet. You got a week to go. <laughs> a little hyper today. I've had like uh, too much coffee, but anyway, yeah, I'm really proud that we made it a year. Uh, we've been doing really well and I'm just happy to see that everybody that was part of this, uh, they've actually gone out and, and, done more so it's really good none of us are making any money on this stuff it's not about the money it's about the getting the knowledge out there and uh it's really kind of encouraging to see um how we're gaining traction the alternative media is gaining traction and we're part of that we are the wild west i think it was number six had talked about you know being part of this this culture this uh 
this alternative media is kind of the wild west and we're on the forefront of it so i'm really proud to be a part of it and to work with the people i've worked with that, that they don't get anything out of it it's just about doing what's right so um hopefully we'll get a lot of good people on next week uh, i'm sending emails out uh early what probably starting tomorrow i'll send emails out to people and hey if you want to come on the show even if you're just a viewer, if you're a listener of David Knight, if you're a listener of TMP, a listener of Tiger, uh, send me an email. You see the email right up there, uh, the Knights of the Storm at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to come on. Come on, share your story about what's happened the last year or so, uh, what you see coming in the future, and what we can do about it. I mean, simple stuff. It's just going to be kind of a chill out episode. And I uh, hope to see you there. Uh, what else do we got, Angus? Oh, Vince's resolution. Check out Angry Tiger. Vince Agnelli, a friend of ours, has written a resolution to try to stop wars. Uh, I got, I kind of got an idea we might talk about later, how we can kind of build on that idea to do something a little, a little different here stateside. Um, it's about holding, you know, people who run for office accountable, because, uh, because these petitions matter. You know, if you send this stuff out to your elected representatives and it piles up on their desk it forces them to take action or to at least look at them and acknowledge them. Right. Right now, what we don't do is we don't keep them gainfully employed. So they're out there running around, they get their office, they're running around doing whatever uh, to their, their donors have them doing whatever. And it's basically like idle hands and idle hands are the devil's playground. I think that's how we got in this uh, predicament. They kept us so busy going back to Foxhole. We were looking at side attacks, how they keep us occupied. Uh, so that they can just run over us with the main attack. Yeah, we're so occupied. We're occupied with, you know, should my kids get the vaccines, my my taxes, inflation, shrinkflation. You know, my car now costs what a house used to cost, but my, my wages haven't gone up. You know, and we're busy infighting over that stuff, race wars, things like that. Uh, they were talking about George Floyd earlier in the chat. You know, this is stuff they keep us busy with, so we don't keep them engaged to keep them doing what we hired them to do therefore they go out and do stuff to keep them busy which ultimately degrades our rights but i digress well here's just a quick little thought i just had too so you know yeah. right now you see protests going on and again going against the division thing they're either showing people as being you know the uh, muslim arab palestinians ripping down signs starting trouble at the capitol or you know you're the israelis and, and you're doing this so nobody now can go and protest at the capitol or at your state capitol to be an anti-war protester without them spinning that into look at these terrorists therefore you know whatever side they want to make us for you know and, and again it just stops people from doing that just like they did with j6 to stop people mm -hmm. from talking out and, and and just shutting down that thought that I want to go protest this. Well, I don't because I'm going to end up on some list somewhere or in a jail. But oh, and what's great is don't, they don't stop. What's great is when you get deemed non-essential and you get given uh, a little bit of UBI, you know, and in the welfare state and everything to sustain you, you have nothing to do. Again, idle hands. And oh, this protest sounds like fun. Let's go out there and raise some hell. And I, I think they're putting people in a position that they don't have anything meaningful to do in their lives. So they have to have a cause to fight for. And that's, that describes the entire left. You know, they, they need to, they're, they're sad that they missed out on the equal rights movement 
So they have to create that problem now. And that's a really big problem, especially with the squad that we, we know the squad, right? Um, anyway, let's jump into the verse of the week. Uh, let me jump it in here. By the way, Levi offered to start getting us these for us. There we go. All right. So this is uh, comes from Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Um, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, like we are today, right? And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the reason I picked that is because I think we need to draw back and put things into perspective about what our point here on this earth is. And we, you know, we're given the distractions. We just talked about it. Uh, the distractions were given, but then there's the other main distraction. We got uh, what we went from Ukraine to Israel. Um, now it's going to be what China It's going to be Iran. We're probably going to see some conflict over, you know, getting us to China with uh, Taiwan. I'm sure we're going to see that. We may see some stuff in North and South Korea. Uh, you know, that doesn't have to be our burden. We can step away from it, focus on family, focus on what's important. And, um, you know, like I was talking to Tiger the other day, he says, when you get into this stuff day in and day out, this geopolitics stuff, it weighs heavy on your heart. It is mm -hmm. a burden. Um, sometimes we got to step back and put things in perspective. And right now with the way the world's blowing up and it looks like World War Three is coming, I think we all need to take a breath remember what's important and then focus our attention to what we can do about it. Uh, which is why I alluded to Vince's, um, his, uh, what is it? Resolution that he drafted up. And then I'm thinking that might be a good, and, and I've had some conflicting things. People talking to me, uh, talking to me about how that might make us a target. I think we're already targets. Uh, so I don't know, uh, let it go. The Lord says, Hey, I'm focused on just going to be with the father and uh taking care of my family it's that easy if we want it to be i don't know what's your thoughts on it angus i 100 agree with that i mean that's we have to focus on our family i mean and i also agree with the fact like you're saying that they are keeping us distracted from that and we, we know everything is a distraction nowadays and there's not a lot that i can change from here that's going on in the gaza strip i can't change it from here you know physically but you know, working together and, and again, overcoming that fear that they're going to come after us, you know, put you on a list. Hey, they, they can't get all of us. They can, but we'll make it a hell of a lot harder for them. Well, and, and that's kind of the point when, uh, you know, somebody that's in the chat right now had mentioned to me, and it's a valid concern that says, Hey, if you, if you sign, if you print this resolution up, which the resolution, um, go to angry tiger Substack. I think that's where the most current is. We have it on nights of the storm. Uh, but Angry Tiger Substack and Vince Agnelli Substack, which is, you know, available, you go to our site and get to those. Uh, they have the most current version. Uh, yeah, if you if you're the only person that signs it, you might make yourself a target. But if everybody does it, there's too many of us. And, and if they're busy dealing with this influx of paperwork, and that that has to, they're accountable for that. They have to document that and stuff. So keep them busy with that. You know, we could do the same thing to them that they do to us. They keep us busy with distractions. We can keep them busy with paperwork. 
you know, uh, what I'm going to talk about later with uh, gun control and stuff. They keep people busy with legislation and uh, what is it? Prosecution. They want to take you to court. If they don't get the answer they like, they appeal it. They appeal it. They appeal it. It has to go all the way to the Supreme Court. They keep you busy to stop you. Why can't we use the same tactic on them? You know, well, do you, do you think that's what also because I see a lot of people also will procrastinate about doing stuff and, you know, just because it becomes too much work. Too much effort to it is. You know, write that letter and put that stamp on and then they see on the media what's going on with other people that are, you know they end up in court they end up going back in court you know back and forth back and forth and i think that right there just the thought to some people of doing something tires them out already and, and that's no lie brother that that's what i was talking about it it, it wears your brain out mm-hmm. and uh and j6 uh what happened to the j6 folks um is it was an example to us all do not stand against us and then it's even more disheartening when you see uh, things like the summer of love riots you know the george floyd riots and nothing's done to those people mm-hmm. so you, you feel like you're going to make yourself a target and uh i don't know mm-hmm. sometimes you got to go up and make yourself a target i guess and you, you can also lump in the um the canadian truckers you know yeah yeah and i'm, I'm trying to get harps on but you know we have time zone conflict yeah. But uh, one important thing to talk about with harps is, you know, Australia was under a big, heavy mandate for the shots. And, uh, you know, they had people protesting in the streets and the police come out like jackbooted thugs to beat them down and uh, all kinds of bad stuff was happening. And this is the same time the trucker stuff was going on in Canada. Well, you know, eventually, you know, Canada, their government folded. They said we enough people are mad we can't do anything about it because enough people were there and all of a sudden the media shuts that down you don't see nothing about canada or i'm sorry about australia anymore because they don't want you to know the power of the people but what they'll they'll focus on canada right and what has canada done since that you know since the trucker stuff they've actually stepped it up and they're trying to get even more you know uh, they're talking about you know restricting podcasts and stuff like that going after the free speech so uh understand that the media is going to feed you what they want you to see to make you feel disheartened that's exactly what they want you they want to break your spirit break your soul that's just their point but anyway let's let's get into the topics i guess we kind of went off on a rant there so sorry if we have a tendency to do that but yeah, I'm a little caffeinated this morning. I've been up since like five for some reason. Uh, so I wanted to cover this. Um, this was something David covered, and he would actually beat me to the punch on this. I'm usually on top of gun control stuff. Uh, I'm sorry this isn't pretty. I PDF'd it. But this is something okay. going on in New York. It's is this a considered gun control or printer control? It's printer control in the guise of gun control. I'm, I want to break this down a little bit and show how BS this whole thing is. So this bill introduced in New York um, and, and the lady, I've got her. I don't know if I want to put her information up because I don't want to dox her, but she literally knows nothing about anything about this country or guns. She's a, a first gen, generation immigrant uh, Democrat from New York that is pandering to all the immigrants coming in illegal or legal you know giving them free stuff and all this other stuff even though her parents came in you know according to her bio her parents came in with 300 in a suitcase and now she's in a position of power does that not speak 
to the greatness of the U.S. the way it is now? Why do we want to change it? But or, change. Where, where she bought in as a poster child, like Greta Thun, Thunberg or whatever, you know. I don't know. I don't know a lot about her. Other AOC. Than her bio. There's another one. You know, they. they I mean. They, they they build a narrative around these people to tell you how they came from nothing, and they're always Democrats. You know, if it's a Republican that you know that built a company or something like that, then he's a criminal. But it's always you know AOC or some oh you know she was just a, a lowly bartender yeah okay, but all of a sudden she's in the, the position of power she's in. I'm sorry I, I got off on it. Go ahead. No, it's it's okay. <laughs> that 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 stuff really just gets me uh, kind of fired up when they do that. Uh, yeah, it's anyway, let me get into it. Uh, let's put it back up on the screen here. Um, David covered it, but I wanted to go a little more in depth because there's some things here that I've been trying to point out and maybe I didn't articulate it. Well, I think David asked me the right questions and uh, I might've answered them. You know, was it last Friday I was on the show? Um, so here, uh, first thing I'll say is they define, uh, this 3d printer. So they're saying it's only 3D printers that are capable of printing a firearm or component. And what they want to do is they want to make you go through a background check to purchase one of these. And it starts with it's starting with 3D printers here. And as I said on David's show, this thing here, which is a it's a 80 percent lower frame that you can buy. That was the target. They said this is a ghost gun. However. The definition changes depending on who you talk to. So if that goes through, which is kind of like in limbo right now, where they, they won't sell them unserialized right now because there's like an injunction on them or whatever. They, they, they can't sell them, so that you, you can't buy them at all unless they're serialized, which means there's an added cost to it because there's, you know, anyway. And it's un unconstitutional anyway. But that's how they got their foot in the door. They get their foot in the door. Now they're going to start expanding and say, well, well, you know, ghost guns are also 3D printed guns when they just said that that was the ghost gun. That that was the demon. Right. That was the demon. Uh, but no, 3D printing is a good. How far are they going to take it? Well, I want to dive into this and show. So they say right here, they define uh, a little more in depth. Ghost guns are any firearm that has been manufactured using 3D printing. So these guys are focused on uh, they have a uh, a different definition of ghost gun 3D printing or assembled from a kit, which is what that is, which don't contain a serial number and are sold without a background check. Now that includes private sales. If I was to trade you a firearm, Angus, uh, there is no background check there. It comes down to if they can determine where that firearm is right now at this exact moment, they're gonna do away with anything that can create something like that or any kind of a transaction where they can't trace it. Now, why would you do that? unless you wanted to come take them later, yeah. you know? Yep. Uh, so this is the, this Ram, 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 this is the, the chick I was talking about, uh, the New York assembly member um, that was first generation immigrant. And, you know, hats off to her family for doing that. That's great. That's what America is about. Uh, but don't ruin our country. Assimilate to it. Don't change it. Uh, she argued in this memorandum, and I may pull this memorandum up because it's completely BS. I don't know why people are taking it seriously, um, but she says that uh, claims that you can create an untraceable firearm for less than two hundred dollars. That is what my entire article 
series, my article series I'm writing on Substack is about that. That's complete BS. You're talking seven, $800 to be able to create a functional firearm if it doesn't blow up in your face. But what they're talking about here, and if I actually go into the article, here it is, uh, or this is the, uh, sorry, the memorandum that she sent out. It talks about, uh, and they use the word 200 because it seems reasonable, but really you read her thing and it says uh, using a $150 three-dimensional printer, uh, you can just print, you know, a, a spray and pray kind of gun. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you can get a, a printer for $150. Good luck printing something that actually functions. And then that that's just the frame. That doesn't cover all the parts that got to go in the frame. You know, the learning curve, the computer involved, you know, uh, the months of research that, I don't know, they, they love to, to play these numbers down. So, oh yeah, $200, less than $200, you can make a gun. Um, and then she starts throwing out some BS numbers. There were 100 taken off the streets of New York City. And uh, granted, New York is her place of business. So uh, she's looking at New York. 100 taken off the streets of New York City in 2019. And that's a city of 8.5 million. And that's in the city. You know, I, I don't know what's considered New York. I know in other towns like St. Louis, you have St. Louis County, and then you have the outlying cities that are, yeah, you can lump those numbers in together, right? Uh, and that number skyrocketed to 637 of 8.5 million people. That's an insignificant number, okay, in 2022. Uh, Ghost gun shootings have risen 1,000% across the nation. Okay, so a couple of things I want to tear apart. They're talking about how many were taken off the streets, which are considered ghost guns. Now, they don't, or she doesn't, say that these were 3D printed guns. I mean, what is a ghost gun, right? Is no it serial like, number. No serial number, private sale, untraceable. Um, untraceable to the supposed database we don't have. That's what a ghost gun is. So they're already talking, uh, they're mixing apples with oranges here to try to make this sound like a good legislation, uh, make it seem like a crisis. Uh, ghost gun shootings have risen. Well, how many murders? And I doubt that number a thousand percent. And I'll even read the next line. This is hilarious. You'll love this. Let me put it back on here. I want you all to see this. Okay, so this chick isn't pulling those statistics out of thin air either, though her numbers don't necessarily match up to police reports. So <laughs> we're not pulling this out of thin air. They're just not true. We just can't prove it. But she wrote it down, so it's got to be true. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and that's why I wanted to dive into this, because it may sound like good common sense to some people, and David did cover it. I've been trying to cover the other side, the production side of it, but let's look at the legislation side of it and how they're kind of build these numbers to make a case, but the numbers are false, 100% false. Uh, okay, so the ATF, okay, uh, they they released something saying that one a 1,083% increase in privately made firearms, that was what's happened recently, um, includes those produced using a 3d printer so they're talking about privately made firearms but the numbers that she's quoting is just ghost guns 
but she's trying to lump that into 3d printed guns you know um you know maybe what what's the percentage of those that are actually 3d printed that are functional maybe one percent you know they play with these numbers but see now that's there that's on purpose because i'll tell you um people i know on the opposite side of life the left side will always fear 3d printed guns they think that you go to your 3d printer you print it out you pull it out and it's ready to go they don't you know like you're saying you the, the, oh. all the work that goes into it but this you is the way it. put to them they can just go and print the gun and it's ready to fire you know it's probably got a printed bullet in it too you beat me to it i'm going to jump to this early uh let's pull it up so here is um this is a Glock. I actually downloaded this and printed it, by the way. And just for reference, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'll show you. Here is this exact model. Actually, no, this isn't the exact model. But anyway, this is one similar to it. I printed it, and after 23 hours of printing, it broke. You know, and this is after I've I've calibrated my 3D printer and stuff. I was just printing. I mean, I'm not planning on making that into a firearm. Well, there is no way to do it now, but it's not as easy as you think. And like you said, you look at this gun, and th- these are the pictures they like to use right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. You see, uh, oh, it's threaded too. I'm I'm sure they made it threaded so that it's a big suppressor on there. You know, let's control that too. But what do you actually really print with uh, that? That's what you print. Minus the matter of fact, let me go to the next one. Those metal pieces have to be purchased separately. So all you're printing is this little bit of a shell. That is your 3D printed gun. Which amounts to not not even a water pistol or a cap gun. Exactly. And I, you know, I had to bring that up because you mentioned that it's not the entire gun. And that's part of my my article. I say uh, it's really a shell that holds the components. The components still have to be um, purchased. You can't make them out of plastic because they'll just explode. Uh, I think Guard had covered this as well, Gardner Goldsmith, and he's in the chat, by the way. I'll give shout-outs in a minute. But uh, they're talking about legislating to make the pieces. Like, you got to do a background check for, you know, your barrel. Uh, something happens to your barrel. You got to order a new barrel for your rifle. Oh, now you've got to go through a background check and then pay the fee to the government to be able to get the barrel. And it's got to be transferred. So it costs extra money. It's just a tax. It's a tax on your rights, honestly. Well, and, and also even, you know, to me, gun legislation is always stupid because the actual criminals don't care. Well, that's the you point. Know, if you the... could, if you could print out a full gun in one, one piece and you can go use it. And now you have a background check for 3D printers. Do you think that's going to stop somebody that's going to use that gun illegally from doing it anyway? I mean, he's already going to commit a crime. So printing it, 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 you know, why do I care? But I mean, that's they always go after the wrong things. Yeah. And, you know, here I'm looking at this, uh, reading it again. Um, They claim that uh, there were 100. And this is speaking specifically, and I'm glad they did this. It's specific of these 3d printed guns um and that they may have included this one that you purchased the kit in that number as well if i'm reading it right uh there was a hundred taken off the streets of new york city and 637 uh, that's in 2019 and 637 in 2022 so they're trying to show this relative increase which is easy to do with a new product 
because nobody has it. Now, a lot of people have it. So the percentage increase, you know, is pretty high. Um, no, nothing in here says that any of those were used in a crime. And nothing in here says that any of those were possessed by people who weren't allowed to possess a firearm. Maybe they just weren't allowed to carry it because they didn't have a concealed carry. Right. So nothing in here says that these were ever used in a crime or they were possessed by the wrong person. It just, it says alarming number, alarming number. I don't know. Put that up against 8.5 million people, which already carry guns anyway, as Billy Ray uh, on American Unplugged has well pointed out. Uh, he talked about the uh, people having guns in New York. I think he came on the foxhole with me or maybe here. No, I don't know. We were, it was on Nights of the Storm. Nights of the Storm. Yeah, he says everybody has a freaking gun, you know? And, uh, you know, nothing in here says, and the, and the thousand percent thing, all these numbers are complete bogus. Um, let's see what else we got here. But, you know, I mean, these are also the same people that tell you that there was X amount of COVID deaths because they included you yeah. got hit by a bus. That was a COVID death. You know, the, the number inflation is always great to them. And like I always say, it's always a numbers game. And but either way, you can work the numbers to make it look good, you know, no matter yeah. which side you're on. All right. Uh, let's see. I won't go into that. We're going to run out of time so fast because I'm long winded on this stuff. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm looking at this defense distributed. So if you've seen the interview I did with David, we were talking about it. And matter of fact, I will go there. I will pull that up. Let me go ahead and pull this on screen. Um, my concern and the reason I did this article series is because this is what they're going after. That's the thing I held up in front of the screen earlier. And I now granted these are, um, pretty easy to complete. You know, I have this one right here, the Brown one. Uh, it's already $119, right? Now to complete it out, you're looking at six to $700 easily because the slide costs money, the, the lower completion kit costs money. The magazines cost money. Um, it's way more expensive to build your own pistol than it is just to go buy one. Uh, cause you know, you're kind of customizing it. So you're going to pay a little premium for that stuff. And plus you're paying separate shipping and all that kind of stuff, but it's something that's cool. It's like, uh, Hey, I built this, you know, it's a talking point. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily work as well as a manufactured firearm, but it's still right. a cool, cool feature. It's not something gangsters would use just saying. Uh, so that's where they started. And that was my concern is, okay, they're, they're hitting these kits because they're so close to complete. Now understand no place in the United States, no state in the United States whatsoever. Is it illegal to build your own firearm? No place. They just can't track it, trace it, tax it. So they don't want a business. Again, the United States government is using the business arm to extend their edicts. So they can't stop you from doing it, but what they can do is they can stop these people from selling it. And I, I said it wasn't going to stop there. They're going to come after the 3D printers next. And that's what they're doing in New York. And now if we go a little further and look at it, um, I won't get into this because I'm running really long in this segment. But this is the, uh, the, the case with uh, Cody Wilson. And he was the one that started this whole thing with 3D printed guns from Defense Distributed. But if you read through here, now they're trying to stop him from releasing CAD files. That's a 3D model of a gun, which we just looked at one. Okay, most of those models are probably used in video games. 
Um, their renderings, they look really scary because they look like a completed firearm, but really you're just getting a little piece of it. You still have to manufacture or source the metal parts mm -hmm. to create it. Uh, but, you know, people who don't know about it, like this chick from New York, don't know shit from Shinola about guns, uh, is going to push it. But what really concerns me, and this is where I talked to David, I was concerned they would go further than 3D printers. And uh, they talk about CNC file or CNC machines. Yep. And it's already, even before the stuff with the, the, the frames that you can buy as a kit, even before that settled, they're already going after 3D printers. And now they're looking at milling machines, CNC machines. Uh, so your lathes, mills, CNCs. So this is a huge industry. Uh, if, if they have to make you register all of these things just to be able to own a business to produce, I don't know, brake lines or a brake fitting. I, the first guy I, I ever seen that had a CNC machine, he sold his motorcycle junkyard that was like a parts yard. And um, I went there to get some parts for an old Honda. And this is in California and his bikes were all gone. I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, I got this machine here. He was making brake fittings for GM, the little bleeder valves. Yep. yep. He was able to make them cheaper. And that's what he, now what's his overhead going to be if he has to like maintain some kind of registration or something with the U.S. government because he's making brake fittings. I don't know. It, it kind of seems silly to me, and I think uh, we need to stop it. We got to nip it in the bud. Yeah, you know? I mean, because where does it stop then? So then you go after the people that make the steel. You, you know, well, if they, right. we control making the steel, which I mean, they kind of already do in, in a roundabout way, but you know, but every part of it. So then it's just they have everything then. The, everything and, you know, you know, and people with CNC lays aren't just spending the day. You know, CNC machinery spending the day just making guns. They do other things. They have other, you know, like you're saying, making parts for other customers, you know, brake, brake calipers mm -hmm. or whatever, you know. So you're going to take that ability away and just totally shut down industry, you know, which again, they pretty much come close to in this country, but, you know, take total control of what's left of it. On, yeah. And, and the thing is that what they're trying to sell you is they're trying to sell you safety. They're trying to take away uh, liberty to provide safety. However, the backing, the rationale behind it is based on not fact. It's it's based on BS. And that's why I like looking at their yeah. numbers. You know, how quick is it? How quick is it for me to write an article or something about like a negative impact of a COVID vaccine or something and have actual factual evidence, but I got one little thing wrong. And then there's just debunk everywhere. Debunk, 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 debunk. But well, I can sit that, here and show that this is BS. You won't see a debunk article. Yeah, but they, they can also, you know, with the COVID articles, as we as you well know, they'll just take it down too. you know, shut you down. But, yeah. you know, as, as we've always said, they always have to have that boogeyman, the, the monster under your bed to protect you from. We're only we're only, you know, taking ghost guns off the street. We're only going after 3D printers to protect you. It's all. No, it's a, it's a, so full of crap with everything. It's a pinky toe in the door. If you give them that authority to regulate something like a 3D printer, all the and the same thing that happened with the NFA, National Firearms Act, right? Without any further legislation, they can just broaden terms. Yep. So now you have a bureaucracy writing law, basically. And that's what they're going to And I've seen it. I mean, I researched it uh, 
last couple of days, I looked into this because David brought it up. I was like, wow, that's amazing because usually I'm on top of the gun stuff, but he was ahead of me on this. And so was guard. Uh, but yeah, they're already looking at how they're going to broaden these terms. And uh, it's a dangerous road to go down. Uh, I, I would say one more thing, and I, I know we got to get off this topic <laughs> going along on it. I tend to be passionate about this stuff. Um, but the idea of a 3D printer or being able to manufacture something on your own is a threat to them. I don't think it has to necessarily do with guns because they can't prove that link that 3D printed or even ghost guns are really massively responsible for crime. I would say uh, catch and release policy is is probably responsible. Uh, Soros prosecutors are responsible. Um, you know, our own government is responsible for the massive crime, but then they want to divert to something else. And that gives them a doorway into stopping us owning stuff that we can produce stuff from our, uh, for ourselves, not be reliant on the system, you know, cause 3d printers for the massive part, they're used for like model, like scale down kind of stuff. Uh, people who like to do, uh, what is it? The, the model trains and stuff. You know, I can get a little fire hydrant. It's a 100 scale or whatever, print that up and then paint it. It's a hobbyist thing. It's a novel. And I even have a, a quote in here somewhere. I don't think I highlighted it, but they even admitted in the defense distributed thing. Oh, here we go. This guy, uh, Mike Ellen Bowen, however you say his name. He's the CEO of uh, Evolve Technology, a physical security biz, told the registered an email that more than one type of downloadable gun should be considered so he's saying hey we need to look at these different uh downloadable guns to restrict what can be downloaded but then he turns around and says but he agrees 3d printed plastic guns are a novelty that are expensive and unlikely to be used widely he's more concerned about downloadable files for cnc machines so you see how that's their their toe in the door to go after manufacturers that might be producing brake parts you don't know. It's all about control. Anyway, uh, final thoughts on that. I got to wrap it up because I'll go on for the whole hour on this. No, I, I. it's just their way of taking more control over everybody, every facet of your life. All right. Well, hey, let me do shout outs. Matter of fact, let's do this. We got this uh, commercial for Audi and I know six is in the chat uh chris is in the chat hey if you got a show man throw me a freaking commercial and we're going to promote each other so uh with that being said we're going to run audi's promo and then we'll be back and talk about evs so stay tuned new music classic artists that's how we do it here at modern retro radio Lenny Kravitz has just released his 11th studio album. Here is the ever-enduring pop genius Beck. Giving you the latest from Sheryl Crow. Lindsey Buckingham. Marilyn Manson. This is Garbage, a song called Blood for Poppies. Robert Crane's channeling Al Green. Better known as Shaka Brand new music from Parliament Funkadelic. Back in the 1980s and 1990s, we knew him as Terrence Trent Darby. This is Taylor Dane. You know, you know that group, Blue uh, Fighters? I am vaguely familiar with them, yeah. The new album from Slash, Phil Collins, covers the four tops. Metallica's 2016 double album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Here we got Aerosmith with Beyond Beautiful.
Oh, the people in chat are cracking me up. Yeah, that was Modern Retro Radio. Check it out. I'm telling you, that is my routine now. When I'm doing show prep, I throw it on the side. And I'm hearing songs from people I like that either are new or they're old and I never heard them because they weren't played a million times on the radio. And maybe I didn't own the album. Uh, but it, it's good stuff. But uh, shout out to yeah, Christmas. I've been listening to it a lot lately. And um, yeah, they're, they're promoting uh, Friends of Mine, Spirit Shaker. They're going to start playing them this upcoming week. And they're actually going to oh. do a whole live show from them. Yeah, tell us about that. I heard about that. Um, yeah, so they, they have some original music. Um, Audi's got it scheduled to play this uh, Monday through Thursday. Um, I think it was 1 p.m. Central Time to 3, 3 p.m. You know, just fit them into the rotation there. And then at some point, I sent them the uh, CDs for a live album. He's going to be playing a whole show of theirs. Now, their shows are usually three hours long, so I don't know if he's going to do a whole three hours. Um, I'm sure he's going to cut it down. And there, there's some background stuff you probably have to cut out of it, too. But um, there's some words that people don't like. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, well, it's an internet radio station, so I think Audi has the latitude to do whatever he wants to do. Um, but let me give the shout outs. Uh, Chris Graves was the first one in the chat. What's up, Chris? I'm glad that you are uh, you know, doing better now and we're still praying for you, brother. Uh, Harps, that's our thunder from down under. Um, next time you need to come on here and talk guns. Uh, narrow way, narrow gate. That's Levi. What's up, Levi? I think Levi is going to take over our verse of the week stuff and get us some, mm -hmm. some good content as far as what's pertinent to what's happening this week or whatever this month. Uh, let's see who else do we got? Possum yeah. King. What's up, Possum King? Raul uh, was in there. We got uh, Risha M. Mm -hmm. Um, man, there's a lot of chat, a lot of, a lot of buzzing. Uh, I seen way cool Snoopy. That's MJ, MJ Nichols. We did, uh, and I wanted to cover more of that today. We'll, we'll skip over that and leave that for if we have time. But that was fascinating. And if you haven't seen it, go watch um, the Foxhole this past Thursday. I had MJ Nichols or uh, MJ Nichols and uh, Harlan Stonewall on. They're both truckers, and there is some concerning stuff going on with the trucking industry right now. That. Uh, if the trend holds true, you could see your groceries already. They're three times what they used to be because of inflation. Watch that go up even further because of shipping problems. Uh, little John's in there. Who else do we got? Am I missing anybody? Handy. Gardner Handy's Goldsmith. Handy. Yep. Handy's in there. Gardner Don. Goldsmith. Ann. What's up, Ann? Yeah, uh, May Nancy's in there. Oh, Hertz Pigeon. That's Doc. What's up, Doc? And then number six, make sure you check out number six, uh, the new prisoners. Um, when I check it out, I go on to Rumble because Rumble, he kind of like got a platform there where he packages up a bunch of different shows and throws in there. So that's really cool. Um, one stop shop kind of. And if I missed you, I'm sorry. Oh, Syrian girl. What's up, AG? Just saw you pop in. Love a Syrian girl. Always great comments. I, I, I got a little comment that you just mentioned. Um with you know food problem with food supply and all that you know going through the truckers and everything okay mm -hmm. well let's tie that back to 3d printing because maybe that's why they want to get your 3d printer because i've seen stuff where i i don't know if it was china but somebody 3d printed food now is actually is an actual thing they yeah. show 3D printed steaks so is that why they're coming after your 3d printer so you can't print steaks and, and bologna now bologna <laughs> 
No, I wouldn't eat that crap. Have you seen it? It looks disgusting. Yeah, uh, but I mean, how does it even enter our reality? It's... I, I think they're going after anything that makes you independent. You know, uh, like I said, the majority, I mean, I, I should have pulled it up to show the audience, but um, Thingiverse. Thingiverse is where I upload the models I create in CAD. And, you know, when I prepare them for 3D printing and stuff. Uh, but most of the stuff there is like, you know, Yoda heads you put on, you know, it's like a Yoda head pencil holder for your desktop. Uh, you know, it might be like the, like I said, the modeling, uh, you have people that do the trains. They like to print a lot of cool stuff, you know, uh, street lamps and benches to make their, their set look really cool. You got people that do drones, uh, which is another regulated industry. I think we talked about that a little bit. Um, why should they reg why should you register a drone you know you can fly an airplane and spray chemicals over my house in my airspace but i can't fly a drone over my my treetops in my own airspace without a, a registration or a license or whatever no that's uh, bs we gotta we gotta nip this in the bud we gotta stop it um and there's other reasons people 3d print uh the rc car industry is a, a big one people like to do their own bodies and stuff and and yep. parts and servo gears and stuff for rc cars so it's not about 3d printers are not about guns but that's going to be you know the way they get in the door to then expand it and then just get more control over our lives because they don't want us being independent you know let's go to the big box let's go to the, the, big the box. next thing will be you know the the media that you use for 3d printing you know, oh, that's they, they'll come after that the same way they've done with the mm -hmm. ammunition. Make it, you know, make it disappear, make it, you know, unbelievably priced. And so, that, you know, that'll just be the next thing. OK, well, if we, we can't get the 3D printers, you know, background checked and we're just going to go after the material, make it harder for you to get or way more expensive. One, They'll the find thing. a choke point. They will find a choke point. Yeah. And I didn't mention this because, oh, God, this is a long, long segment, man. It's almost an hour. Um <laughs> We might go a little bit long, but as long as we don't run into AU time, American plug time, I'm okay. If you're okay, yeah, okay. So yeah, one, when I was reading through all these documents and uh, you know looking at the references and stuff like that, one of the things that they tried to say to ease public concern was this will only affect 3D printers that are capable of producing a a gun or gun parts or gun parts. That, that was small print, right? A gun or gun parts. And okay, this says okay, they're only going to restrict these, uh, like the ghost gunner, the one you can buy that you throw this zero percent lower block in of aluminum that now they probably want serialized. You can't buy mm -hmm. a block of aluminum of, of certain dimensions without a background check. Um, you know, you work in the industry, how hard would it be to cast one that size? Not that hard to uh, cast a block of aluminum, yeah, it's not it hard. No, it's not. But I mean, you know, it, it, but so for a gun, you're probably going to want a higher alloy, you know, and I'm sure there's people that can do it for you. You know, they'll probably do it in their backyard. But that's what yeah. it comes down to is the alloying of the aluminum. Yeah. So the, the point was, though, that they said it only covers 3D printers that are capable of doing X, Y and Z, which is pretty much every 3D printer. Yep. Um, and then later it says, but the, the terms are broad and it doesn't specify which printers those are. And so, you know, that means every 3D printer is potentially on the chopping block. Um, and then that extends to the milling machines, uh, your metal lathes, things like that, your CNC stuff. Uh, and then you talked about software. 
and that's what will be next. And they've already talked about restricting CAD files. Well, what's going to happen when they say, well, you, you have to do a background check to be able to purchase a CAD software that is potentially capable of designing a weapon. That's every CAD soft. That's SketchUp. That's Google SketchUp, which used to be free. You know, yeah. Um, oh, Blender, yeah, yeah, yeah. A great one yes, you can yeah. do. It's free. There's a there's a lot of. Um, I used to use AutoCAD in a previous job, and you know, you could get it for free online. You can't yeah. do that anymore. You know, it's all you know. It, it's not the government doing it, but it's licensing. But I can see the government getting involved in that and just making it astronomically expensive for you to do it. Well, there's another, there's another, it's kind of off topic, but it's not. Um, if you've noticed, everything is going away from standalone, from owning that software on your computer to a subscription based. Mm-hmm. And you literally cannot launch your application without an internet connection. Now, why, why do you think that is? Because they can control the internet. Well, they can see what you're doing. And In then that too, yes. And much of it, much of it is uh, like the CAD. You can still get free CAD. It's kind of a limited version, but it's online. So you're working through a browser and more and more, this is going to cloud-based solutions. That's where the choke point will be. So, you know, if they can't shut down the software, what they'll do is they'll just kind of like uh, have an algorithm that looks at what you're designing. Oh, that's a gun. Well, maybe I'm designing it for a video game guy. You know, like, well, see, now that goes to their whole thing with you will own nothing and you will be happy. Exactly. I mean, I mean, even something as simple, you know, you think about music, you used to be able to go buy CDs. Mm -hmm. Those are very rare now. So everybody's got a, you know, subscription to, you know, YouTube or I I can't remember half the other ones, but everything is becoming subscription based. You will, you own nothing. Your TV. I mean, you used to get free TV channels. Now everything we did that on my show the other week was, you know, now you got to subscribe to the internet. You got to subscribe to a a streaming service, and Mm -hmm. you you have nothing. Yeah, we're working. We're and and you think about you know when it comes to personal liberties and freedoms and owning a firearm, being able to produce a firearm, being able to produce a coffee mug, uh, anything you want, maybe a a boom mic thing for my microphone. They don't want you to have that liberty. So they're slowly taking things over uh, what they don't already have on the cloud that they can control, like you said, or make it a subscription based, uh, you know, they're going to try to eradicate. And we have gone way too long on this topic. Uh, I do want to say that CJ, which joined the chat, he says he has SolidWorks, he or she, I don't know, uh, SolidWorks. I don't know SolidWorks. I know people who do know SolidWorks, and that seems to be a pretty rocking program. I think yeah, you can, I, uh, I, I've used SolidWorks before. It's, it's pretty good. I, I still like AutoCAD better to, to because I learned on AutoCAD more. Um, I used to use 3D Studio Max, but CAD is more dimensionally easier to to make like dimensional stuff. Um, 3D Studio Max is great for making models for animation and video games and stuff. Um, but anyway, I would the love to learn about SolidWorks. Solid is I company I used to work for the engineers used to tell me, "Oh, SolidWorks is so much better than AutoCAD because you can't intersect lines. If you do it, reds it out." But yet these guys still made stuff wrong. It's like you just told yeah. me you couldn't actually do that in, in SolidWorks, but you just made it. Huh? Well, I heard, um, and I haven't used it. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think SolidWorks is easier to like 
piece together a concept of a machine and then see how it moves and, and yeah, functions. Exactly. Yeah. But you yeah. know, so if it redlines something and said you can't do this and you just don't look at it and you still proceed with it, then it didn't do its job. But that's you know, that's in the the eyes of the the operator. That's an operator, not a solid work. It is a neat program though. Yeah, I you know, I, I really came to appreciate CAD 3D, AutoCAD 3D, because um mm -hmm. I learned it and trust me. CAD was not something that came easy to me, even though I knew um, 3D Studio Max pretty well for sc basically sculpting. There's two types of modeling. There's sculpting, which you just pull faces and stuff and you, you sculpt it. And then right. there's like dimensionally you type in this needs to be exactly 110 millimeters with a three millimeter radius. You know, CAD was better for that. It was very difficult for me to learn. And I didn't um, I didn't want to get into the 3D aspect of it. But what I found was doing blueprints uh, for simple buildings. I'm talking like a 16 by 32, you know, hut that you build for troops to sleep in. Yeah. Um, doing 2D, like one wall at a time, like traditional drafting. Sometimes mm -hmm. you wouldn't see where things would intersect. And you wouldn't even catch it until it was being built. So the 3D actually kind of eliminates that problem because if you can draw it in 2D, extrude it out make it put it together in 3d so, oh this board's going to go right into that board it doesn't make sense so i really came to appreciate the cad 3d but it is a little more work uh working with cad as far as getting um you know doing the takeaway method and the combining method and all that stuff in 3d is kind of a pain um anyway we got to get off this man we've been going for an hour on the gun thing <laughs> uh well, let's get wrote into other topics so yeah yeah that's good it's about personal freedom, in my opinion. But I want to talk about this article that Eric Peters put out. And uh, Gardner Goldsmith, and he's Liberty Conspiracy. You can catch him Monday through Friday on Rockfin, on Rumble, and on Twitter. Uh, what does he run? 6 to 7.30, right? Eastern? It's 6 to 8 or something like that. It, it, well, it's 9. Schedule six to seven thirty. Sometimes it goes over, but yeah, it's great. He covers all the the latest and greatest, uh, a lot a lot of entertainment as well. But he kind of talked with Eric on this, but uh, there was so much more to talk about. So let me add it to the stage here. I'll kind of talk it, but I want to show. I don't know why Streamyard is doing this, but here we go. Um, so he's talking about part time vehicles, which that caught my attention. You know, I was out there just checking out what Eric had lately and part-time vehicles. What is that? And so he goes into the aspect of not looking at an EV from the standpoint of I'm a single person that needs to uh, save the environment uh, and get an EV and deal with that little bit. I'll just pull it out. We'll just paraphrase everything. You know, if you're a single single person living in a small city and you want an EV and, you know, you're not worried about burning down your parking garage, go for it. Right. But what happens when you're talking about the average American family? Uh, how many cars you got in your driveway, Angus? Four. Four. And you use them, I, I imagine, probably almost daily. Somebody's driving one or the other or something, right? Yeah, two of them. Yep. So two of them. And that's what he kind of goes off of. What if you have two? And then he mentions also uh, you got a teenager that just got a job. They just got their license and now they have an electric vehicle. So now maybe you have three. He looks at uh, the, the not necessarily the, the fast chargers we hear about that are, you know, where you go park somewhere and charge, but in your home, the chargers you can get in your home that charge a little faster. 
I'll call them faster chargers, not fast chargers, but they run on a 220 volt circuit. Uh, I know you know what that is. And so I'll, I'll shut up for a minute and let you talk. Tell us what a 220 volt is and, and how that's used in a household. Well, your house, you, you, as they call it on Seinfeld, the holes in the wall are 120. You know, that powers the majority of the stuff. Your 220 is usually for your dryer and your range. So mm -hmm. that's fed to your panel. It's split out to the 120, um, you know, either side of the circuit board to make your 120. So 220 is basically what's fed directly into your house and then split off from there. But I'm waiting because, I mean, to actually have a good charger, you would actually have to have three phase. Because, yeah, that's most you know, which phase, is yeah. not available in residential areas. So you're not going to get three phase. I got to mention this comment. I got to mention this comment by Harps over there in Australia. He says, What sort of job does a teenager have to, uh, to have to be able to afford a bloody EV? That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Eric does talk about the ridiculous cost and uh, replacement cost of the battery uh, if it goes and, down. You know, when you down. brought that up too, um, I, you know, we always talk the single EV car in the driveway. Right. It, you got to remember that it's got to be multiples. Mm -hmm. My meter would be spinning so unbelievably if I plug in four cars at once and your amperage coming in, you know, my service is 100 amps. It ain't going to support four chargers and everything else in my house. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk about because that isn't Eric does a really good job on this article. Really good job making it make sense for the average person that looks at their my current situation. Could I replace it with an EV? No. And he talks about he doesn't go into the details, and that's what I wanted to get more into. But he says if you did have two vehicles, number one, you'd have to rewire your house, which you know. They're going to say, oh, that's not a big deal. You just have an electrician come in and put an outlet yeah. in your garage. But if you know how circuit breakers work, if you know how the wiring, there's a circuit breaker for a reason. Because mm -hmm. if you can't just draw unlimited amperage across a wire of a certain gauge, it creates heat, which will create fire, which will burn your house down. So their breakers are in there to stop that should there be a, a spike in current. Now, what he talked about was, okay, if you have multiple vehicles in your house and you did get an outlet wired in if you want to charge your vehicle uh maybe you're gonna to have to unplug your your range like you said or unplug your dryer so you can't be doing laundry while you, while you're cooking while you're charging your vehicle add another vehicle to that it's not going to happen so you're talking about and he didn't talk about this but you're talking about if you want to make this happen uh, for the average lifestyle that we have the average american lifestyle with two cars in the driveway, maybe three, maybe four, like, and you know, you get a couple motorcycles. Um, if you want to charge those, which they have to stay charged, by the way, they have to stay plugged in. Mm -hmm. You can't just charge them and say, Oh, I'm done. Park it out in the driveway and let's charge. Them. No, you got to keep them trickle charged. Yep. Uh, you, you're talking about rewiring your entire home, ripping out all the drywall. You might as well knock your house down and rebuild your house. That's the real cost of it. And then you're also talking about the electric company's got to come out and change the ding uh, transformer Service. on your yeah. pole. Well, yeah, because now your whole neighborhood. So yeah, the entire neighborhood. Every and then you're talking about the lines up on the poles. All new lines. All Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge yeah. infrastructure project that, I mean, you know, I can't imagine them coming to my, my neighborhood and saying, okay, we're going to change all the lines, the feeding your houses and the transformers. 
it took them six months to put a um i'm in a small neighborhood it was six months for them to run a new water main and, and tie into everybody's house you know tearing up the roads imagine having to go back and, and do all the transformers and wiring and all that it, it would be all new telephone poles and everything oh yeah and, and then i mean let's look at the price of copper let's look at the price of all the materials uh, it's it's not going to happen. Uh, they want to do this uh, green dream, get the infrastructure first, you know, and, and that's not going to happen. And they're killing but, our infrastructure right but, now. But see, that's the way they always do it. They they put the cart before the horse because mm -hmm. they're always like, oh, this is what we need to do. We need, Everybody needs to have a, an electric vehicle or everybody needs, you know, we all need to be running on wind turbines. But they never look at how they get there. They just start flopping stuff up and go, oh, okay, here we go. Hold on. I got it. I got it here. Uh, you're according your according to their <laughs> according to their numbers, we we uh this is an older show we did, but I looked up some stats on wind turbines and how much they're supposed to actually produce, how many homes they could feed, and I said, well, if I scale that down to let's just get a wind turbine that can just power just my home, just my home alone, um, you know, is it going to be a three hundred foot tower? I mean, can I afford to build this thing? So I three D printed what would be the equivalent of what they say can power my house. This is on my shoulder right here. Well, so the, look at how you little that. Look, you need to redo that because you, you forgot to include the EVs. The floor. Oh yeah. No, this is seriously, I mean, seriously, if you look at what they claim and uh, I think, uh, was it David or David or guard pointed it out that when they, they spout these numbers out like this, this provides so much percentage. And again, they play with numbers. This is providing 30% of the energy. I think it was guard that pointed this out. Yeah, wind turbines are providing 30% of the energy. That was at a single moment. And then they'll take that 30% and they'll say, well, how many homes are powered by the grid? And they'll say, well, then that means one turbine can power 40,000 homes or whatever the number may be. I don't have it off offhand. But that's not true. That was like a spike. And maybe that was in the middle of the day when everybody was at work and nobody's TV was on and you know, the only thing run is a refrigerator and their deep freezer and that's about it. So, you know, so they wind the coal plants down and let the, and it was a windy day and all the, all the things were working perfectly. It's like lollipop land, but that's not the typical case. I think it's right. like anywhere from five to 15% on average uh, for most of the grid is provided by some form of green energy. And they also lump in, hydroelectric with that geothermal stuff we've had for ages mm -hmm. and they're going to say that that oh that gets credited to this too no it's kind of like the uh the same thing with the gun i hate to go back to the guns but we pulled off you know 1000 ghost guns off the street well how many of those were 3d printed let's let's make real numbers here give me some real freaking numbers and quit bsing me and then how many of those were actually pulled off that were used in a crime or off people who weren't allowed to have them? You don't tell us that. You know, I, I looked at the numbers and I didn't dig into it on that, but the reported ghost guns recovered that were used in shootings exceeded those crimes committed or shootings committed. So you don't recover a ghost gun unless there's been a shooting, right? And, and then you go looking for it. So it's all BS numbers and the, and the green energy stuff, BS numbers. Um, I don't know. I would encourage people to look at your daily life. And this article that Eric wrote was really great because if you really want to see what it's going to cost you 
to try to buy into this green nonsense. Take a look at it. Anyway, yeah. I went there. No, yeah, well, again, like we always say, it goes back to the numbers and in the meaning of things. You know, I think that started with Bill, Bill Clinton. Depends what your meaning of sex is. Wasn't that his statement? Yeah, right. <laughs> or, you know, it's like, but so they'll just change the definition of, you know, certain things just to make it fit their narrative. And, you know, it's the same stuff over and over again. Just apply it to a different agenda. Well, that's what they do. They change definitions. Um, and that's, I don't know, that's why I, I want to start looking at uh, the legislation stuff. And I know everybody right now is covering what's going on in Israel. They were covering what's going on in Ukraine. Look, folks, that's to keep our attention over there. We need to be looking at what's going on here because they're really pushing this stuff right now. And these are precedents once put in place, if they pass, while no one's paying attention, if they're the idle hands of the politicians can get this through because everyone's looking over there, then they start broadening definitions. They start changing meanings. And all of a sudden you're wondering why you can't own X, Y, or Z, you know? And uh, or where you got to register it and be controlled. Yeah, I'm I'm done with it. Let's let's start doing uh, what what Vince is doing. Let's start doing petitions. Let's let's keep their hands busy dealing with us, like they're supposed to be doing. But anyway, that was that petition this weekend. That was two of my topics, Angus. You got anything for us? Uh, uh, you know, this thing that just popped in my head, it, it started out early in the chat, too. I think uh, Levi had mentioned it, too, about in, yeah, I know this is way off topic, but to me, it's something that's losing it's losing grip on, you know, people aren't talking about. But so, you know, about Lanai and Maui in, in the fire and all that and what actually mm -hmm. caused it. And they went in, they put up a fence around it so nobody can see what they're actually doing. So yesterday and this kind of goes to something you had just mentioned, but now they're going to spray this I, I think it's called soil tack they're saying they're going to spray yeah. it to, to encase the area to keep the um toxic ash toxic ash are you kidding me i mean the wildfires in california and all that and the supposed wildfires in canada you're not worried about toxic ash from that and you know what so what made the maui um fire toxic you know, that's they didn't a good go at 9 11. They didn't go and spray and, and seal that up with anything. And there was that, a hell of that, a lot worse that than that. You know, that's a good question, Angus, because I seen that and I seen some talk on it. And I said, well, as an engineer, and I and part of my job as well as an engineer in the army was to work with soil. And uh, you got something bad in the soil, you can't deal with it right now. You want to encapsulate it, kind of like they do with um asbestos or mold or something like that you want to find a way to encapsulate it to keep it from spreading uh but i never considered why is it toxic like, really i mean that's a good question i just maybe people in chat can tell me what they think the serum girl just brought up a good point she says that ash isn't toxic unless what fueled the fire is toxic or what burned was toxic you know, so are they trying to cover up chemtrails that were sprayed that may have been accelerated? A, a, you know? a do or something like that, or you know, it's who knows. And, and and again, so this fence is still up, and what's it been like? Two months now, three months that this yeah. happened. And I mean, I think it's um whatever it is, and uh, I don't want to jump to the the conclusion that they use laser beams. Oh know. no, I know, the, I, but uh, it was at minimal. At minimum, it was negligence. 
on behalf of the people who get paid to do fire mitigation, you know, at, at minimal, that was that. Uh, but then there could be arson involved. Uh, there could be accelerants. You could be talking about stuff dropped from the sky that just over time, you know, made a layer of, of flammable stuff. I, I do know that the uh, similar to 9-11, a couple similarities, some of the stuff that burnt, burnt at such extreme temperatures. And I played the devil's advocate on this. I said, look, I've, I've built a little forge, man. I know how you can really increase heat. It's just you have fuel. The more oxygen you provide it, the more oxygen, the, the quicker you, you can get that heat up. You mm -hmm. can. Yep. Uh, but a natural wind, um, I don't know that the temperatures could have got that high. And the same holds true with 9-11. People are questioning, well, you know, can, can fuel melt steel? No, it can't. Now you could argue, okay, it's breezy up there. You know, same argument. Uh, however, the thermite all over the place. Uh, or I'm sorry, the vitrification that happened to the metal, which only happens in a thermite burn or a uh, volcanic explosion, was all over the place. Hence the quick cleanup by Giuliani. Very quick cleanup. They had to get everything out of there. Didn't matter. Uh, people had dust and stuff, and it got sent to the architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. They put it under a microscope. These are not stupid people. They're not tinfoil hat people. They're accredited people that have been in the industry for decades that say no there was an explosive used 100 percent. either there was a volcano there or there was an explosive so that makes you wonder well is that why they cleaned up so fast and now we're seeing the same kind of thing in maui and we also have convenient distractions to take us away from those questions yeah it's it's i mean i i to me i think everything ties together Every, you know like you said distractions whatever but it, there's just too much stuff going on in in you know, they draw our focus away. And that's what it concerns me because, you know, the people in Maui really got hurt on this. You know, they, they offered $700, you know, to, okay, here's 700 bucks. Yeah. That's Enjoy. not even the deductible on your yeah. house. You know, we, we can't, we can't give you more than that because the rest of it's going my, to Ukraine right now. So my deductible in Georgia, my deductible of my house burned down and I had a, pretty decent plan where i didn't have a, a high deductible it was like uh i think it was five thousand it was either twenty five hundred or five thousand if my house burnt to the ground i got to come out of pocket as i'm paying for a hotel room and buying new clothes and feeding my family from a restaurant you know and all this other more expensive stuff now that i don't have an established home now i've got to i got to poop out several thousand dollars um, what they gave them is not even a fraction of what it takes to cover that. Uh, and, you know, then you got to look at the, the side motives, you know, why do it? Well, 15 minute cities, look mm -hmm. at what's happening to the property. You know, they're going to, they're going to turn that, that to where historical houses in Lanai, you, you know, nothing could be done unless they were lost as a cause of a natural disaster exactly things like that and you know and now i see you, you had whole families that disappeared now there's nobody to claim the land and all that it's just way too convenient i mean yeah Very okay it's a conspiracy theory but damn it they they make it that way i'm sorry when you you hide stuff and you don't every story um what do you call it um contradicts the other story that you just gave us five minutes ago well then you're hiding something you, you know you're not giving us the truth so 
that's where conspiracy thart starts and you we want to call everybody conspiracy theorists and maybe then again like i always say that's the distraction make those people look like they're nuts because they're talking about lanai today so that oh those people are nuts because they think it was a a do or you know aliens cause this or something but oh i think we'll never have that, the truth. i think a lot of that is uh overhyped controlled opposition to discredit valid theories you know uh and then if you look at the thing in a whole we were talking earlier in chat before the show even started way before the show started there was a lot of people kind of chilling in there talking um you know to to prove a crime beyond a reasonable doubt you have to have opportunity you have to have motive and then you have to have the 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 weapon or the you know the body or whatever the the physical evidence is right 911 and Maui both have one thing that was done they took away the physical evidence yep so we can prove the motive we can prove the opportunity opportunity being that they have the technology or that they neglected to take care of fire mitigation which caused a fire hazard whatever that opportunity was that that sparked that fire to get so big the opportunity was there. The motive is definitely there. We can see that. But where's the evidence? That's why they walled it off. Because you can't prove a crime beyond a reasonable doubt without all three. And, and uh, Levi just brought up a good point. I forgot about this. But it was uh, 30 days before the Maui fire. The governor signed a bill that gave government authority to seize property, damaged or destroyed by natural disasters. Maui happened 20 days later. And it's no, it's not a coincidence. It, it's... No, that, I mean, look at what happened prior to 9-11, right? Uh, yeah. The, the, the buildings training, got insured. Insurance, you know, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. dude bought the buildings and took out a huge insurance. I don't know, if I married a rich chick, right? Let's say I married a supermodel that has her legs because she's a leg model and they're insured for like $5 million or whatever. Whatever the case may be, I marry her and then I take out an additional policy on her and then she just dies in a car accident. Uh, brake lines might have been cut i don't know you know but then then you get rid of the car so you can't prove that the brake uh brake lines were cut you know that yeah, is what we're seeing here and and, and and he had that policy changed to cover terrorism and then got coverage for or was paid coverage for both buildings because they considered two different terrorist attacks so this guy no, i did not know everything that, that he i would like get. to get chris mr chris graves the mastodonna research um i would like to get his knowledge on that because he's like the uh that's one of his wheelhouses is 9 11. Yep. i think it's 9 11 columbine and oklahoma city that's his his three big wheelhouses that uh if you if you want to know anything about where to find hidden info on that stuff uh trust me i asked him for a couple links and i went down a rabbit hole of like legit info it's like from government sources but you can't find it by doing a google search you've got to kind of like creep the trail links are dead things like that but eventually you'll find oh yeah this is uh something somebody preserved here and it's like a legit document you know um so the one thing i the syrian girl just had a little comment in there about you know preparations for what's happening today but i always think about this so you know now they rush in to cover stuff up you know put up and then like i said it causes conspiracies and all that so if you're covering up a crime, 9-11 or, or this, you know, but back in the days in the old West, when people would rob a bank, there's no cameras, there's no DNA, there's no this. Right. And these idiots would get caught. <laughs> I mean, so 
and let you these guys had to have been flapping their jaws. I'm, I look back and go, man, I wish I was around back then because I just wouldn't say anything. I, it's like, well, you know, it's, it, it was they, 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 they would get more more brazen with everything they did. Well, I did that one. I'm going to do this one. That's when they start getting caught, which is kind of what is going on now. Well, we did this, you know, over here. Now we can do 9-11. Now we can, oh, we can start to do this. You know, we can money launder through the Ukraine and all this. And I think, you know, back then it was simple. It was follow the money. Uh, You know, you have a small community of people and, you know, everyone has their chickens and their rabbits and their little farm or whatever, you know, and their wooden wagon. And, you know, maybe you were good enough to have a nice hat. You know, I should go get my, let me get that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a cowboy right now. Maybe I got a nice hat like this, you know, and then all of a sudden bank gets robbed and uh, Joe Schmucky over here who doesn't own a farm shows up with a brand new horse, brand new saddle, brand new hat, maybe a couple of uh, revolvers. They're like, where did you get the money? And the bank was just robbed. Wait a minute. (laughs) You know, wait a minute. Uh, I'm thinking something here. So if we look at these, these things, like who is profiting from these, these disasters, just follow the money. It's too easy. Mm -hmm. You know, what countries get, uh, I don't know. It's it's too easy. Just like with war, follow the money. Anyway, I digress. So So, uh, Chris Grave answered that up. He said, uh, he collected insurance on towers one and two as two separate terrorist attacks to collect more billions, which is exactly what I heard before. What a great investment. And he must have just <laughs> he's like he's like the Pelosi of stock investor, you know, stock markets. Well, yeah. I mean, some of the greatest mystics are in DC. They can see into yeah. the future, man. Right. <laughs> oh, John liked the hat. Okay, cool, John. Um, we'll have to do a cowboy day again sometime we did that once all right well uh hey let's uh what what else we got to talk about before we get out of here i, I don't want to keep people we got america unplugged coming on here and what oh wow only 40 minutes we covered kind of pretty much on. everything um give people Not everything i had more topics man food. i just i rant on the well, gun we'll have something to do right. next week yeah but uh 1 p.m today um running the second show with, and with, and uh, tell us Matthews about that again. Yeah, that'll be with uh, Chris Matthews of Forbidden Knowledge News, and Mr. Tom Cooper is going to be on, and we're going to discuss um, a lot of different things. You know, off-scale topics for Nice of the Storm. Uh, more, I won't say paranormal, but um, I, actually, I don't know what Chris has prepared. I have notes back here, but they're I can't reach them right now. But it'll be very interesting. Different topics. And people are welcome to ask questions in the chat. Just, you know, t- type in caps so we know it's a question and you want to, you know, disagree with him on something because I'm sure some of the people in this chat will disagree with him on some of his ideas and thoughts. But if you ever, ever checked out his program, Forbidden Knowledge News, and um, actually it's on Rumble now too. Um, he covers a lot of topics. He has a lot of different guests on. What I like about him, you know, he's got some guests you kind of go, well, that's a little bit of crazy talk. But he lets them go. You know, he doesn't like say, eh, we're not having that on. He just gives people that, heck, he's had me on there. So, and, uh, and know, he's still on the there. air. Yeah. And he's still on. <laughs> I'm his one viewer. <laughs> I got one question for him, which I'll ask is, uh, is Bigfoot real? 
you know i you see and he usually like something like that he'll, he'll say i don't know because i've never seen one but right you know he'll yeah, go he'll, he'll, he'll you know he won't he'll take he'll tell you people that have seen it and, and he's got a uh new series that he's working on episodes and part of that is bigfoot and dogman down in louisiana and i know and recently you said you saw a one of his older episodes on mute dealing with music and how yeah oh man that was a great one um i gotta go back and find it again because i i tried to dig through and look at it this morning um but uh was it not last thursday but the thursday before i think it was i had guard and audi on and we wanted to talk about music in the foxhole because the theme of the foxhole is to look at how they're using stuff around us to kind of weaponize it against us that's kind of the whole theme of that show and i wanted to get into um how the the media uh not media as far as internet but well now it's internet but uh movies and and music and stuff like that has been uh kind of like skewed to shape us into what mm -hmm. they want us to be to be controllable you know and uh, i wanted to get there but we just wound up having a great time in fact we got to do a part two of that uh, i think they're both down for that to do a part two but then he put up an episode uh, after you said we we're going to do this interview. I went to go check him out because I've seen him before, but I hadn't really been a an avid follower or anything. But I went to go check out some of his work and he had did an, uh, an interview way back in the past and then brought it back and kind of replayed it. That hit the roots of what I was trying to get to. It was uh, I still only seen about half of it. It was but it's pretty good, pretty long interview, but pretty good. And I forget the guy's name. Um I tried to look it up before the show, the guy's name that did it, but he was really knowledgeable on uh, bands and their kind of their history and movie stars and stuff. I'm sure Chris could probably diamond on this too. Cause Chris has got a, a well-versed yeah, knowledge. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. sure he will. Uh, but I think it's by design. And, and, I don't, you know, and that's a good part of the topic to, to, you know, a good topic to talk about too, is his take on, on that, you know, entertainment, yeah. you know, cause it, him and I both believe in predictive programming and all that. We've discussed that a couple of times, but well, there's people out there that believe, um, and I'm kind of like kind of there that these people have a preordained plan or maybe a, a Satan that pushes them or some kind of evil force, or maybe it's just the person that pays them money, but they, they feel the need to be that bald guy stroking the white cat that has to tell you their plan before they can execute it otherwise it's not legit uh you know and i think that uh the predictive programming in entertainment is kind of a way to do that to say hey this is what we're going to do a lot of people talk about the movie 2012 you know the end of the world kind of stuff mm -hmm. well what does the bible tell us about that because that was about a a meteor impact that caused a flood and, and you know you thought they were building spaceships but at the end of the movie they actually built boats right well oh, that bible was um that was actually volcanic activity in 2012. Remember Yellowstone erupts? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, oh. yeah. There's been so many movies out at the same. And yeah, you know, that's well, oh, they were big back in the, that those days. Everything was a disaster movie. But the, the but point I, is, I, I'll oh, put one thing out there real quick before I forget. If anybody wants to see a great movie that I really fear is predictive programming, watch Greenland. That is an awesome movie. You'll be on the edge of your seat the whole time because you never know what's going to happen. When I was on my second deployment, my wife was on, uh, I don't know, Netflix or something. And I was downloading, you know, because over there, the copyright laws are different. So I was able to download movies and watch them 
without fear of the feds kicking my door in. Uh, but she's like, you need to look up Black Mirror and watch that. Yeah. And I, I think I got maybe three or four episodes of that, but that is 100%, 100% where they're going with it. They had the robot dogs. They had people in little boxes pedaling bicycles to provide energy, um, entertainment yeah. to keep you zoned out, everything. I've, I've seen one episode. That I've seen actually two, and one the other one kind of just kind of I thought was a little too strange. But the one I liked was the one with the girl with the cell phone, which I think is episode three. And how you always your life depends on the likes that you get and stuff. And that was like, man, that's not even predictive program. That's what's going on right now. Yeah, right. It, it yeah. was something else. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's get out of here, man. Unless you got something else, let's get out of here so people can get their breakfast in them. I know my coffee is cold. I've been drinking it, but it's cold anyway. And, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm, um, look forward any to comments you want to address? In the nope. Man, a lot of comments. A lot of Bigfoot comments. Bigfoot. I would like to know about Bigfoot. I think we're arrogant if we think that we know everything that exists. I mean, they're finding new species in the ocean and the rainforest every day. You know, my question about Bigfoot is, is it just like some kind of an ape creature that's managed to evade or is it smart? I don't know. I mean, the Bible even talks about like, you know, Nephilim and stuff like that, like uh, hybrids. Who knows? It, interesting conversation we could have another time. A Bigfoot has a beard, little John says. So maybe I'm becoming Bigfoot. Yeah, you are his beard, little John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining. And uh, hey, remember uh, one more time, plug what we're, we're doing this afternoon, one o'clock. I think he said it was 1 p.m. Eastern time. Yep, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have uh, Chris Matthew on from Forbidden Knowledge News. And uh, that'll be an encore show. And then next week, Again, next week, we're doing the one-year anniversary show of Knights of the Storm. So anybody that's been part of our community, if you want to come on, hit me up. Drop your email right there, email above me. Uh, drop me an email, and I will send you a link. I'll probably do that very early, maybe Monday or Tuesday next week. I'll have that set up with the link. And you can come on and just talk about whatever, man. So cool stuff. All right, Angus. Final thoughts. I already had mine. I'm good. Okay. Well, um, let me get us out of here then. Hey, we'll see you all in, uh, in American plug chat here in what? 30 minutes. Yep. So take care all. We'll see you later. Take care, everybody.